Do you hate your job? Of course you do. So do Liz and Noah. Now it's time to join their conversation so you can figure out how to quit your soul-crushing job. Welcome to another episode of When Can I Quit My Job? My name is Noah and I'm joined as always by my lovely wife, Liz. How are you doing, Liz? Good. And... <laughs> How are you doing this week? Great. It's uh, one of my favorite weeks. Why is that? Um, Halloween, the best holiday. Yeah. Yeah. So for those of you listening who don't know, Halloween is one of our favorite holidays and it's especially Liz's favorite holiday. So yes, that's wanna... right. <laughs> we, had a, uh, we had a party <laughs> this weekend and everything. Yep. Uh, Still recovering. Party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it actually ties into what I want to talk to uh, talk about today. Really? Yeah. Wow. I want to talk about what scares us most. Oh, that's too cute. <laughs> okay. So uh, kind of encompassing us running our own business and like, I guess, like a financial perspective and our specific business. So okay. I didn't really give you any time to think <laughs> about it. Right. No, I'm just now finding out. But I'm still, for a specific reason, going to talk to you about it first. Okay. So what pop, does anything pop to the front of your mind as far as like what scares you most about either our land business or entrepreneurial uh, dealings in general or like just our finances in general? Two things pop to the front of my head. Okay. The first thing is I'm not afraid at all. Okay. That's a good answer. Um. So, okay. So I'll do the two short answers. So not afraid of all, a- at all. Okay. Followed by the only thing that scares me in general is being 80 years old and having to work. Okay. Or, you know, some given age. Yeah. And, um, and that, so that's not, I wouldn't say tied to our specific business. So I don't know if it counts. What we're doing. Um, correct. Okay. Um, it's. Because it's a fear because that can happen to people who invest normally, like in the stock market. Okay. Like it could be their retirement. That's where they keep it and it dips and their retiring age. I mean, that's just a, for anybody who has to work at all, Mm -hmm. like I, that's just a fear. Okay. So you're just saying like in life in general, you would hate to have that happen to you. Correct. So it's not like... You fear because of what we're doing, that could be you. And tangentially it could be, but I would fear that regardless, I think. Okay. So that's like one of your worst case financial scenarios, basically. Yeah. Okay. As far, so right now, because we're young, maybe that's why I have no fear. <laughs> okay. okay. So I think... Um, we're, immo- we're immortal and we can do no wrong. R- no, but... Um, <laughs> so it's... Uh, and I have more thoughts on that, like my I have no fear attitude. Okay. Um, Do you want to share those? Well, okay, sure. Um, so basically, it goes back to boot camp when Mark Podolsky talked about this, I believe, um, that basically like our worst case scenarios I can live with. Like if I can think of what's the worst that could happen to us, mm-hmm. I can live with it all. 
I can live with us moving out of our apartment, living in a van, like going somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think we, you and I as entrepreneurs, <sighs> I think that you and I as entrepreneurs or just as like resourceful humans mm-hmm. are so lucky th- that really we don't have a lot to worry about. Yeah. We're not going to end up sleeping under a bridge and begging for change. Right. So that's not, in my mind, ever going to be our worst case scenario. Like... Unless the socialists take over. (laughs) Our worst case... I mean, we have relatives. Like, we have so much going for us that, like, if everything crumbled and we had to start over and, like, live in the, basically, apartment basement of your dad's house or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, yeah. so, there's so many options for us if everything were to totally crumble and we had to rebuild. Right, right. So, yeah. um, and I've kind of just been thinking. A true social safety net. Our families. Yeah. And, yes. Oh, yeah. Our family and our community. Yeah. Um. So, to me, like, with the burn the ships and... Mm-hmm. You know, go big or go home. I just want to embrace that. Um, yeah. Because really the worst case scenario for us, I can totally live with. Like, Right. Yeah. I well, mean, we sold our house. So like we have this apartment that we really love, but we're not attached to it. And we're right. not attached to our stuff. Really. Right. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Some of it. Yeah. <laughs> Some of it. <laughs> but no, I mean, like if we had to, I don't know, sell a bunch of stuff in our garage sale or I mean, I know our mm. family would help. I mean, that's the biggest thing. So I'm so grateful for that. And neither neither of our families are like super well-to-do or anything like that, but enough to house us. Right. Yeah. If we needed a place to live, if, I mean, yeah, really, if, if, if push came to shove, um, I have thought about that in instances of like medical situations, which I don't think we've talked a Mm -hmm. whole lot about that on the podcast, but like even that's not related to work, but medical care is expensive so like if Mm -hmm. something happened to me or you i mean even like you know an emergency um but like i have a pre-existing condition and so if something bad happened and that wiped us out somehow Mm -hmm. i mean there's so many scenarios anyway regardless of our business but like i feel like we've just got a really great foundation and like family that love us and support us so if the business totally floundered Mm -hmm. like i'm not worried about it okay (laughs) so that's my attitude that i want to take on um so do you have more questions about that for me um or the other thing i was saying what was the other thing oh the fear the fear of then being old yeah you can elaborate on that a little bit if you want well it's just i don't know maybe a lot of people fear this is you know you don't want to work for the rest of our of your life and i think we share that and part of that is why we're doing this business model as well because we think we can do better at it and save better than we could if we were in more of a traditional job now do you look at that as a fear as more well so you said kind of not a fear as though something like you're afraid that's going to happen to us. So, like, do you think of it more as, like, a sucks for them? Like, I'm glad I'm not in that position kind of thing? Like, you know what I mean? More more of, like, anything can happen kind of a thing. Okay. So, okay. I don't like to dwell on it because my sure. mindset is going to Well, the world economy towards... could collapse and whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and so, and even if, you know, that extreme of an example doesn't happen... 
um i don't know like it's it i guess it could happen it's to not anybody impossible. yeah it's, it's, not it's not impossible or yeah it's not unfathomable right um okay well that's good that's good. is that good enough yeah oh, okay yeah so i was curious what you would say about that because i recently oh go ahead Oh, I just, the only other thing I had to say is that eventually, I mean, we get older every day. So at some point there is a, we're running out of time aspect. That's all I was going to mm, say. Okay. You're just talking about life fears now. Well, but I mean, to save money and to make money and. Yeah. Um. So maybe for us, I don't know what point that could be. True. I think, well, here's something maybe comfortable to you and to our listeners that I believe that. Comfortable? Or comforting. Comforting. Okay. Did I, did I say comfortable? I think you did. Oh. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe sometimes my mouth doesn't keep up with my brain, but um, I believe that um, people make the majority of their wealth between the ages of 50 and 60. So. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yeah, I've never we, heard that. Neither of us have even entered our uh, 40th decade yet. So. All right. Uh, not 40th decade, but you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Fourth decade. 40th. <laughs> 40th, Our 40th birthday. Yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. So. See, I didn't bat an eye at that. I heard comfortable, but I did not yeah. even care that decade. you said 40th decade. <laughs> we are not approaching 400 years old <laughs> yet. <laughs> Hey guys, I want to take a quick second to tell you about our first sponsor for the show. It's a product called Anywhere TV. Liz and I have had it in our house for a little over a week now. Basically what it amounts to is having access to anything you could want to watch ever. So any movie, any TV show, any channel you want to watch, it's all on there. All the movie channels, pay-per-view, live events. Uh, we've had it for the last week. We love it. It's portable. You can move it from one TV to another. You can take it with you on the road. It works anywhere. It's really an awesome service. It's always updating, adding new channels. It's not hard to install. Very easy to operate. You don't have to be a technological genius. Drew Conley will get you set up on it. He's really easy to work with. He's a great guy, and you're going to like working with him. So if you have any questions, go to Facebook. Facebook and look up Anywhere TV. That's Anywhere TV. I highly encourage you to reach out to Drew and get set up on Anywhere TV today and let Drew know we sent you. Now back to the show. But so this has been a really uh, difficult month for us. I maybe have alluded to it a little bit um, as far as our land business goes and it's because of Facebook. Um, basically, because of Facebook. <laughs> it's Facebook's fault. No, uh, but you know, they have their algorithms change for how you can do postings and things like that. And that's how we get almost all of our sales. And so it's been a particularly hard month for sales for us. And, um, and we also had two big deals fall through or reverse that, I mean, legitimately were one was like a 10,000 plus dollar cash deal. And one was a $10,000 plus terms deal that like within a week, both fell through. And so, I mean, with literally nothing actually happened to us, like nothing financially happened. It's just like the expectation was there and then it was gone. So it felt to me like we lost $20,000 in a week when really <laughs> right. nothing really happened other than we had new our uh, more property back that we had to sell again. So that was a huge kick in the balls really to me. Um, me too. And yeah, <laughs> kicked both of our, <laughs> all four of our balls. And... <laughs> And so that maybe this ties into my dear diary episode a little bit, but like that started to let like some doubt and fear and things like that creep in a little bit that I kind of wanted to touch on again. And, um, 
and I'm trying to I'm trying to find the antidote to that a little bit. And I found something really great, which I want to highly suggest. And it's an audio book, and it's by James Allen, and it's called uh, From Poverty to Prosperity. I thought that's what it was, but it's not. Um, power. Oh, power. From pro. Yeah, from poverty to power. It has a second title too that does involve the it's like the road to prosperity or something like that and um so when i worked at the post office i got to listen to all these great not only podcasts but audiobooks and a lot of them were kind of self-improvement kind of things and positive mental attitude kind of driven and i haven't spent as much time listening to those types of things recently and my mind hasn't been in that kind of mindset long enough that it's just the automatic yet so like negative thoughts and things like that can start to creep in a little bit and i've been like becoming anxious and worried and things like that and then you know i and i and i was aware of this and you know i i know that i'm doing all the right thing or the things i believe in that i think are going to create greater prosperity for us uh, then working at a job and so I, I've been trying to get myself back in the right mindset and I think prosperity will fall from things like that so that's a long way of saying for me now with my refocused vision I'm not scared either yay so. <laughs> well so what's your favorite scary movie oh no, I'm just kidding <laughs> That's a line from my favorite scary movie, actually. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) But, um, so, no, I'm not scared. I'm not scared. Um, And it's actually going to, the question of what scares me and me saying I'm not scared is a kind of strange transition that I'm going to pull on you here to. um, Oh, really? Yeah. A mid-episode transition to. Um, what I wished for, which is like Halloween's almost done. So now it's time for Christmas. And now it's time to talk about wishing for things. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So it's a holiday. It's a holiday episode. (laughs) Uh, We we had our Halloween party. So now it's basically it's, uh, you know, Thursday is Halloween. So right now it's actually Tuesday. And uh, I apologize for for not getting our episode out on Monday, but shit happens anyway. <laughs> so Halloween's basically over now because basically, uh, yeah. So now it's Christmas. It's basically Christmas now. Wow. I mean that's true. <laughs> that's a whole episode if you go to Walmart. we can talk about. Yeah, or craft stores. Yeah, totally. So <laughs> slash um, New Year's because that they kind of are just hand in hand, right? So New exactly. Year, New Us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's next year already. <laughs> but. So when we first started this journey of creating a business and um, hoping to create passive income, which originally was, you know, my thought was to supplement my income to eventually overtake it so I could quit my job and you could quit your job. I had some pretty big aspirations and pretty big, you know, hopes and dreams and it started way back in the day with uh, the secret was one of the first things we listened to and about manifesting and vision boards and things like that. And while I'm not like I don't adhere to that 100 percent anymore because it neglects a lot of the work part of manifesting things in your life. I still have those aspirations and I still want to create, I mean, real wealth for you and I and our posterity. And you can't 
create that kind of wealth and success for yourself without strife. So, you know, at the beginning when I was like, oh, I want all these great things and, you know, it's going to be positive mental attitude that gets me there and it's going to be um, persistence and uh, education and all those things. Maybe part of the equation I didn't consider is the the strife and the hard parts and the valleys and the things that are the only way you learn the lessons you have to learn to become the type of person that is capable of reaching the types of heights that I originally wanted to achieve. You're going way back though. I'm going I, way back. I mean, I don't think you think that now. But you but... can forget it. Oh, okay. And and I may have forgotten it along the way and when I'm when you're in it, you know, okay, maybe you you realize it when you're when you're starting like we're in this business and it's going to be up and down and it's going to be hard but like when you're in like a slump and things are hard you're like man this sucks and you start to question yourself even though going into it you knew that's what it was going to be so yeah you, you know you have to have the presence of mind to pull back a little bit and look back and say you know this is what I was this is actually what I was wishing for like if we didn't go through any hard times at all there's no way we could reach the heights that I originally wanted to reach Right. Well, I think that it's a good thing that 10X conference is going to come up because I feel like we learned a lot of that or we were reminded of that. And that was this calendar year. So it surprises me a little bit that you're yeah. bringing this up. But I mean, you know, not to say that you can't forget it because I think you can when you're going through it. But yeah, I think that kind of a thing helps when you hear about Hey, guys, I just want to take a quick second and share with you a new project I just put together. This is a compilation of angry voicemails set to some epic music. I think you'll enjoy the sample. I think you'll enjoy the full thing even more. Yeah, I received some sort of a purchase agreement. You sent us an offer for $450? You guys sent me a fucking thing about my property. Looks like a scam. We will sell this land when we are good and ready to sell this land. So I'm pretty proud of this project. At the time I told Liz it was the greatest thing I've ever done. You'll definitely want to hear the full version on our Patreon page. Go check it out. Now back to the show. When you hear from wildly successful people about mm -hmm. what all they went through. Because it's never a cakewalk for any of them. Right. Well, I guess, you know, I'm... I, I'm not saying I expected a cakewalk, uh, but you know, you when we get to the point, I mean, I've gotten to the point recently where, well, when I quit my job, I thought that we were going to basically, I would at least be able to counteract my income. Um, and for the, I mean, for the most part I, I have, but as I mentioned in the past, like when you're, when you're selling um, properties on terms, it's a slow buildup. So it's, you know, I might sell a property for $4,000 profit, but it's not like I get $4,000 profit that month. It's, I get one forty-eighth $4,000 profit that profit that month. So it's, it's, it's a, re, it's a residual buildup over time. And so I'm still, um, I'm still relying on selling at least one to two properties a month for cash. And when I go three or four weeks without selling anything at all, you know, it's it's really difficult and it starts to bring doubt into my mind and I, and I have to fight really hard to um, 
to, to change my thoughts to positive. Right, right. Well, and so that goes back to what we were originally talking about, I guess. So I don't know if you want to circle back to that or... Yeah, sure. Back, <laughs> or back to what the transition part was. Oh, I thought you were going to say more. No, no. Oh, the fear. <laughs> no, no, yeah. because I feel like now we're talking about what scares us again. Yeah. Well, I feel like no, you're talking so, about that so again. So what I'm saying is when... I gather myself and I think about this whole journey, the journey as a whole. I think that the strife that we're going through is what we need to get to where I wanted to go originally. So the fact that I'm being scared by it doesn't really make sense. It's an irrational fear. So, and what brings me back to the positive mental attitude that I need to succeed is realizing that, um, well, here, I'll just give a tangible example. Um, as I mentioned earlier, Facebook is uh, really difficult right now. And so what's what's happening is, so if, if you sell anything on like Facebook or Craigslist, they have algorithms. They want to make sure people aren't spamming. They want to make sure people aren't trying to abuse certain things on there. Um, they want to make sure people aren't using like uh, fake accounts or bots to post ads all over the place. And so they have algorithms to tell if you're doing that or not. And if you're not careful, I'm using my own personal account to put ads up right now. And my personal account's like 11 years old or something like that. It's always been legitimate, but I have started using it to post actual ads. And the reason I started doing that is because, well, it was my only account when I started and it had access to the marketplace, which is the best place to sell things on Facebook. And, but you can get flagged. Like you can post too many times too quickly. You can join too many groups too quickly. There's all these things that you can do that will put up a red flag on Facebook and you can get put in what's called like Facebook jail. That's what it's referred to. And really, yeah, I've not heard that. I only learned it when I was like researching what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> And so, which means it can go anywhere from any post I put on there automatically gets red flagged and has to, I have to re request approval or it, uh, could also mean it just every post or every, every ad I try to post for a piece of property can, um, be pending approval and I don't have to request anything, but it just has to go through a process and then it gets posted and it's also changed how um, ads show up and how you can post ads, which has taken, I mean, just for example, like posts I was making, let's say two months ago, might get anywhere between a thousand and 5,000 views. And now my posts are getting anywhere between 50 to 250 views. Wow. Um, yes. Wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> so... But so if you remember, if, if you listen to the episode, uh, I don't, it was probably more than one episode when I mentioned this, I, I said, I love how Facebook is getting us all these sales, but at the same time, I'm worried that, and worried, there's another thing worried. I shouldn't be worried because, but anyway, mm. <laughs> I'm worried that if something happens to Facebook, we're fucked. Like, and now it's like, it's the month, it's the six weeks, time span when when that happened it actually happened like something happened to facebook and we're not getting the views we're not getting the interaction with people who are interested in our properties and things like that where i'm like oh shit you know 
now I have to figure something out. So I'm, I'm put in a corner almost, but really it's probably the best thing to happen for our business because we, and like I said, I knew for a long time that we were too reliant upon Facebook. So I have to figure out other ways to sell property. And, um, it has, you know, I'm still scrambling. I haven't figured out the exact answers, but, um, I'm talking to the guy who posts for me on Facebook and Craigslist and uh, we worked out a new solution for um, getting better uh, Craigslist ads that might stick more and might have greater reach. And I talked to my friend in Orlando, Alan, uh, who I had the interview with on here and we, we joined a paid advertising site for land. Um, you know, I'm not still certain that I've found the exact solution but it's 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 reawakening the entrepreneur inside of me to come up with new solutions and things like that so you know it's it's we're we're in a valley but if we come out of this valley we'll be the better for it and we'll have better ways to sell land to more people because of it well said <laughs> great example thanks <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, the only way you grow is through strife. No pain, no gain. There's a million ways to say it. There's a million cliches, but, you know, getting down on yourself is the antithesis of progress, you know? And you gotta, you gotta, if you can have the presence of mind when you're, when you're in like a tough spot in your business or in your life or in your health or whatever it is to say, Hey, I'm going to learn some lesson from this hardship, this strife or whatever. And you can really attune yourself in your mind and your senses to say, what, you know, what am I supposed to learn from this? Then that's how you grow. So I think this is really a great growth opportunity for us. Um, and I, I don't know if it's just like, learning to post in a couple new places or something like that. Maybe, maybe it could get worse. I don't know. Like in, in worse means maybe there's even a bigger lesson for us to learn. So I don't know that yet, but like right now in what's like a really difficult place for us, I am trying to use, um, the things I've learned and positive mental attitude to not be afraid and to just be really open to what I can learn and how we can grow from it. So I don't know. Do you know what? <laughs> Who me? Yeah, you. What? I don't. Any, Anything to add? I don't know. Yeah. No, I don't think so. It's Was probably like redundant? 30, 30 minutes, right? <laughs> <laughs> you just looking to clock out? Is that mm, it? No, no. I I really don't have anything else to add. Sorry. Did I? <laughs> You've been you thinking sorry. about this. I don't have anything else. A little bit. Did anything that I said surprise you? Other than I'm being redundant and you thought mm. I already thought all that stuff? You surprised no, I was getting... not really. No. I mean, because we've talked about all of this in some way before. It's not totally new. Yeah. We well, just haven't talked no about it. no idea is new, Liz. Okay. <laughs> I know what we could do at the end here. What? Suggest, uh, suggest a movie, uh, a Halloween movie. It could be oh, one okay. everybody's heard of or one nobody's heard of or one of each or whatever. Well, I mean, the scream. What's goes? What's beyond mm -hmm. a trilogy? Now that there's four, what would you call it? It's an anthology. Oh, I, anthology. I guess. Yeah. Okay, the scream anthology. Or I mean, just... quadrilogy. Quad quadrilogy is probably a word, but whatever. Okay, so that because we watch okay. that every year. Scream is my favorite. 
Halloween movie to watch. I'm not saying it's the best movie. But it's right. it's no, my favorite to watch. Just recommending just, it. Yeah. Yes. It's yes. Just, yes. You have to watch it. Yeah. And I, I love it too. It's it's definitely a you favorite. You love one so. and four the most. I and do. And so do I. Yes. I, one and four are. I like one more and you may like four more. Yeah. I probably. About, is there like a tied. off the wall like. Oh. The, what? The one we just watched. Which one? Um, there's something about. We need to talk about Kevin. We need to talk about Kevin. Or something like that. Yeah. I don't. I mean that's not a Halloween movie, but we watch it during Halloween. It's a scary so movie. Like, yeah. It's, it's a horror film. It's not. Is it? I think so. Mm, I think it's more of like a artfully done drama with some horror at the end, maybe. But it's not. Okay. Oh, I mean, it's not, really, it's, not it's supernatural just strange. Or anything. No, it's no way. But um, uh, who are the two lead actors in that? Um, Tilda Swinton. Yes. And then um, the Some curly-haired guy who plays Steve Brule. Oh, he's in that? John C. Riley. Oh, my God. We just watched it. He's the husband. Oh, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I was probably drunk. It's not oh my, my fault. Oh, my God. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. So it's... Um, it's really beautiful. It, it bounces back and forth between the present time and past time. Mm-hmm. Um, not a horror film, though, in okay. my book. Okay. But it's, I would say it's kind of just, like Just mysterious. say another movie and we'll end. We'll end? <laughs> no, you can. Oh, me again? Yeah, I don't know. Sure. Um, it's your holiday. Okay, sure. Then I will go with the Rob Zombie remake of Halloween. Oh, that's a, okay. All right. There you go. Watch those movies. That's your homework. Okay. Let us know what your favorite movie is. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, email me. Yeah, or on social media. Tell me what you're scared of. <laughs> yeah. No, we need to talk to you guys, our listeners. So. What's your favorite scary movie? That was a terrible. Yeah, that was. I was trying to do this. It's really hard to do. Yeah. It's okay. That dude has a really cool scary Ghost voice. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Told you I'm last outie. week we'd be back on Monday, but next week we really will. So. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Thanks for listening to When Can I Quit My Job. Please remember to support the show by visiting whencanIquitmyjobshow.com and clicking the Patreon and Amazon links. Also, subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Tell your friends about us. Liz and Noah are not financial or legal advisors, and all information given on this podcast should be consumed for entertainment purposes only.